Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Monday, March 15th, and the episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. The Bruins in action tonight and tomorrow night in Pittsburgh, taking on the Penguins. They're coming off a dreadful 4-0 loss to the New York Rangers on Saturday. We will get into all that here on today's podcast. Before we do, here's my daily reminder to subscribe to the podcast if you have not already. Whatever podcast app you use, just hit that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, particularly if you're an Apple user, that would be very much appreciated. If you are on social media, you can follow the show at LO Boston Bruins on Twitter, at Locked On Bruins on Instagram, and you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at ENC McLaren on Twitter. Let's get into today's episode, shall we? And like I said, the Bruins, 4 nothing losers to the New York Rangers on home ice on Saturday, wearing their reverse retros, a disgrace to Meth Bear. A very embarrassed look that he had on the shoulder patch on Saturday. The Bruins won 2-1 and one over their last four games where they've only scored five goals, been shut out twice, and they only managed 18 shots on New York's third-string goalie, Keith Kincaid, on Saturday. And I can't even remember any of them that were really high-quality, legitimate scoring chances. Head coach Bruce Cassidy, after the game, said... Can't put it on one thing as to why the team has been struggling. You see a game like that, as a coach, you say, are we tired? Are we out of shape? And then you sort through it and realize there are some people out of the lineup that allow you to play faster, so your team looks faster and crisper. It's not an easy answer. It's a combination of a lot of different things. We're going to struggle when our top line is off, and it showed on Saturday they weren't in sync. The power play wasn't in sync. There were, of course, some players missing from the lineup. First, Jake DeBrusque, after being benched earlier in the week and then scoring in a very impressive win over the same Rangers on Thursday. He has been placed in the NHL's COVID-19 protocols. Uh, It's a tough break for him, Cassidy said. He'll have to go through the protocol, hopefully pop some negative tests, or realize, like Charlie Coyle a couple weeks ago, that it was a false positive. Don't know exactly what the situation is, but hopefully it's the case for him and he can get right back in there. I'm sure he said he's feeling good about himself after the other night. A little bit of adversity for him this year, and this just adds to it as well. If you recall, DeBrusque had said after being scratched, he went and got a haircut, he got a new stick. So maybe some of that played into why he was put on the COVID-19 list, but hopefully Uh, You know, like Charlie Coyle, who only missed a game because it was a false positive, he's able to come back early this week. Uh, Zach Sinitian also didn't play after a very impressive season debut against the Rangers. He's got an upper body injury that will not require surgery, so he could be back 
within the scope of this upcoming road trip. So those two guys being out of the lineup certainly reduced the speed and skill that was available. And uh, yeah, really, really unfortunate that they weren't able to get in there after playing so well the other night. What was most concerning wasn't just the result of the game, but something that Bruce Cassidy mentioned afterwards as well was just a complete lack of effort. There was no effort, lack of execution. They didn't bring either of that. The effort wasn't there. He said it's atypical with this group. That's the most disappointing thing today, a complete lack of effort and pushback. And for those of us who watched the game, it was clear that the effort wasn't there. And really, it was kind of a waste of a Saturday afternoon sitting watching this game, and they just did not bring it at all. Brad Marchand was able to play, but Bruce Cassidy acknowledged that he was playing hurt, which also contributed to the subpar night for the Bruins. He was obviously off. The top line suffered as a result, and if they're not going, then it's just going to be difficult all the way around. Um, so, yeah, not really much to take away from this game in terms of positives. By any rate, Tuka Rask remained out. Uh, Greg McKegg, Anton Bleed, and Jeremy Swayman were recalled because of the injuries to uh, Sinitian, the COVID for DeBrusque. Ongoing injury issues for Tuka Rask. The Bruins do have four games coming up this week. The back-to-back Monday, Tuesday against Pittsburgh. And then two games against the Buffalo Sabres. The first two that they will play. So hopefully some of these guys start to trickle back. And the Bruins are able to get back to a... Or not a full complement of players. But something resembling uh, the lineup that they envisioned. David Pasternak, Craig Smith led the way with three shots apiece. But again, they made it fairly easy for uh, Keith Kincaid to earn uh, the shutout. Secondary scoring issue still a problem. Primary scoring was non-existent in this one. And I, I remarked on Twitter the other day that I was really expecting more from Craig Smith. So far, he's got four goals, five assists for nine points. Uh, he only has, let's see, how many shots does he have? He does have 57 shots, which is Tied for third on the team with Brad Marchand uh, behind Bergeron, who has 82, Pasternak with 74, which is pretty remarkable since uh, Pasternak has only appeared in 18 games. Craig Smith sitting on four goals on 57 shots for a seven shooting percentage, which, uh, you know, his career average is 9.5, so he should be in for a bump here sooner than later if he is able to get the puck on net uh, with similar regularity. Uh, Charlie Coyle, he only has 34 shots, which is a bit concerning. You'd like to see that number up. He's below Nick Ritchie, Sean Corrali, even Charlie McAvoy. These are two guys that in particular really need to get going. More established veteran players, and the Bruins need them to step up, especially Coyle on you know, the first year of a pretty significant contract extension. He's being paid $5.25 million for this season, plus the next four. Uh, he's the Bruin with the longest signed contract at the moment, and certainly they need more from him than what he's bringing so far this season. Five goals, three assists through 24 games. Anyways, yeah, like I said, just an abysmal showing all around for the Bruins on Saturday. And hopefully they can get something going here on the road through these four games this week uh, because they're 
hold on a playoff spot isn't incredibly secure. But we'll look ahead to these games coming up here in a moment. March Madness is here, and that means Bracket Challenges. Join our Locked On Listener Bracket Challenge group on ESPN. Submit your March Madness picks, beat your favorite hosts, and if you win, you will get a guest appearance on Locked On Today, our daily news podcast. The link to join is in the show notes of this episode, so get your picks in today. All right, so the Bruins have had their morning skate in Pittsburgh as they prepare to take on a Penguins team that has gone 7-3 and over their last 10 games, including a five-game winning streak. Key to that is uh, the resurgence of Evgeny Malkin. I think I mentioned on here that I have him in a salary cap keeper league. He's been very disappointing to start the season. Uh, came into camp in rough physical shape, uh, but he has turned it on. Their goaltending has turned around. They've gotten healthy on the blue line. And the Penguins currently sit three points ahead of our Bruins in the standings, albeit with two games in hand. Uh, They both have plus 10 goal differentials. Bruins at 640 point percentage compared to the Penguins at 648. Now, Now, there are some lineup changes for the Bruins here as they prepare for the Penguins. And here is what the line combinations and defensive pairings look like at the morning skate. First of all, Jake DeBrusque is back on the ice. Uh, Bruce Cassidy said this morning that he uh, had a false positive COVID test, which kept him out of the game on Saturday against the New York Rangers. He was removed from the list on Sunday, and he'll be back in the lineup tonight, skating on a line with David Krejci and Craig Smith. Uh, Of course, the top line... Nothing changing there. On the third line, we have Nick Ritchie, Charlie Coyle, and Andres Bjork. And then on the fourth line, Trent Frederick, Sean Corrali, and Carson Kuhlman coming into the lineup uh, to supplant Chris Wagner on the fourth line. Defensively, we have Grizzlick McAvoy, Zboro Clifton, and then Tenordi and Kampfer on the uh, third defensive pairing which could be a bit of an adventure, let's let's be honest here. So Kampfer coming in for Vakaninen, and then, like I said, uh, Kuhlman coming in for Chris Wagner. Now, in net, Tuka Rask did travel with the Bruins to uh, Pittsburgh, and he skated with the taxi squad on Monday. Bruce Cassidy said he will not be able to go in either of these two games. So Yaroslav Halak will get the start tonight. Tomorrow night, it will either be Dan Vlader or Jeremy Swayman making his NHL debut after an incredibly strong start to his pro career down with the Providence Bruins. Swayman has posted a perfect 7-0 record with a 942 save percentage. He is 22 years old, of course. He was a fourth-round pick back in uh, 2017, a Hobie Baker finalist last year as one of the top players in college hockey. And he certainly is uh, well thought of as a goalie prospect. The thought was he'd be, you know, down in Providence for the entirety of this season. Injury to Rask has kind of expedited that. And it's possible that he will get a start, although they might go with Dan Vlader just because he does have a bit more NHL experience. So that's kind of the situation for the Bruins as they head into tonight's game against the Penguins. Now, if you kept an eye on... Uh, AHL transactions you would have seen that not only was uh, Carson Kuhlman recalled but Jack Aiken and Oscar Steen 
were also added to the taxi squad and their possibilities to be added to the lineup tomorrow night if things go awry here Monday with the more experienced group. But we will update that uh, tomorrow as, you know, we work out what happens tonight and if there are any lineup changes that are needed. Now, before we get to some news and notes from around the NHL, on Mondays in the past, I have named a Bruin of the week. And there's only really one guy that stands out over the last several days, and that's Brad Marchand. He has four assists over his last four games, one of them spectacular in nature, and that was the shorthanded uh, assist on a goal scored by Patrice Bergeron where he dangled uh, against the Rangers. And for my money, Brad Marchand has been the best and most consistent Bruin over the course of this season. He has 25 games played, 12 goals, 19 assists for 31 points. Uh, He is obviously used in all situations by head coach Bruce Cassidy. And, you know, I just continue to marvel at how his career has developed He came in as a a rookie and contributed to the Bruins Stanley Cup run kind of on the fourth line. He had his issues in terms of uh, clean play, staying out of uh, hot water when it comes to the Department of Player Safety. Had some run-ins there, of course, but he has really developed into a true elite player at the NHL level. And he only seems to be getting better with age as well. Right now, he's averaging 1.24 points per game. Uh, he ranks, uh, you know, very high among his peers when it comes to scoring, tied with Alexander Barkov and Mark Stone right now with those 31 points. Behind only seven players, when it comes to the points per game, he is ranking even higher than that. Um, so, you know, we are so lucky to have Brad Marchand. I don't know if anybody would have thought that a few years ago. Uh, and like I said, he just seems to be getting better with age. Uh, he had that 100-point season uh, in 2018-2019. And he's just shy of that point-per-game average right now. So uh, Brad Marchand, the Bruin of the week this week on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. He is as important as anyone on this team at the moment. And, you know, he was banged up a bit on Saturday, wasn't playing at 100%. He is penciled to be in the lineup here tonight against the Penguins. Hopefully he's feeling a bit better and that he can help uh, right the ship here with these couple games against uh, an opponent that they really need to beat here in the Penguins to, uh, you know, get back on track to get a higher seed in the East Division. I've been telling you for a while about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market. Amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber combination. And each bar is covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Great for the health conscious person. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is best during Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is mint brownie versus Toffee Almond. Just go to BuiltBar.com and you can vote for your favorite Built Bar. Remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. 
BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. College basketball is ramping up with March Madness. NHL's in full swing, as is the NBA. Baseball's right around the corner. They even have you covered for the Oscars, and the nominations were revealed this morning. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets. It's also free to sign up. Just head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen. He'll give you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues, breaking down all the stats and information to keep you ahead of the competition. Subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey wherever you get podcasts. Let's finish off with some news and notes from around the NHL. I mentioned the Penguins are very hot right now with a 7-3 and record over their last 10 games. The New York Islanders have won nine in a row, and they sit very uh, comfortably atop the East Division right now. Uh, they did lose Anders Lee to uh, an injury that put him on long-term injured reserve. Uh, J.G. Pajot and Noah Dobson were also placed on the COVID list on Sunday. So they're having some struggles, but they always seem to be able to find a way to uh, keep things going. Right now, the Bruins would be matched up with the Islanders in the first round of the playoffs, and we all know how that has gone so far this season. Today in trade reports, there's a lot of buzz around Matias Ekholm. Elliot Freeman on the 31 Thoughts podcast uh, mentioned him this morning, saying that the Winnipeg Jets are most in on him, or should be at the very least, as they challenge the Maple Leafs for top spot in the North Division. The Bruins, of course, would be a great fit for Ekholm. Uh, According to Freeman, the asking price is believed to be a first-round pick, as well as two prospects. And he said the teams interested are the Jets, like I mentioned, the Leafs, the Flyers, the Canadians, and our Boston Bruins. Would they want to send a first-round pick and a couple of prospects? You know, I could see that happening. Uh, Don Sweeney has not been reluctant to trade first-round picks in the past. There's going to come a time very soon where that won't be necessary or wise. And if they want to give it one last go here with uh, a core of Bergeron, Press Marchand, as well as Rask, Krejci, then, uh, you know, it's worth giving up that pick to, um, yeah, to pick up a player like Ekholm. The Bruins could very well be looking to add on the blue line as well as up front. Uh, Another name that Elliot Friedman mentioned over the weekend on headlines on Hockey Night in Canada is Anaheim Ducks forward Troy Terry. There's been a lot of talk out of Anaheim about guys like uh, Ricard Raquel, Hampus Lindholm, but Troy Terry is a good, young, uh, cheap player who could provide a really good offensive boost as well as be a piece for the future. Uh, He's only making $1.45 million this season. Uh, He's 23 years old, a right-hand shot, and, you know, he could be brought in as a cheap replacement for an injured Andre Kasha, for example, who was uh, with the Ducks. It's it's very possible that 
Kasha won't be able to play again this season, uh, despite the fact that he is skating again with um, head injuries. It's always very sketchy, and there's always a lot of questions about timetables and things like that. Uh, so we'll see how that shakes out. But added depth on the uh, forward ranks is especially needed in the playoffs because injuries will happen there as well if you can get a young guy like that it's definitely worth taking a look especially if he's fallen out of favor and uh, perhaps the um, asking price wouldn't be too high anyways that's it for today's episode of locked on boston bruins thank you so much for taking some time to listen i'm really looking forward to see how the bruins respond here on monday night after that just awful game saturday against the rangers uh, I don't know if Carson Kuhlman's the answer. Uh, hopefully, Zach Sinishin can be uh, deemed healthy soon and get back in the lineup. I thought he looked really good. And uh, again, we'll check back tomorrow to see if there are any changes to be made, depending on the result tonight and who the starting goalie will be, whether it will be uh, Jeremy Swayman or Dan Vlader. Should mention, I started watching Bear Town over the weekend, watched the first episode, beautifully shot, and the hockey scenes are very. Uh, pristine as well Uh, probably some of the best that I've seen you know on film it can be pretty ugly and slow but this looked very natural and uh, you can tell that it was you know shot in a legit rink not on a a sound stage or anything like that Uh, so very cool and looking forward to yeah seeing the the other episodes and and how uh, faithful it is to the book and how well it captures the book's uh, spirit. So do check that out if you have not already. Thanks again for listening. Uh, Last week was the highest single week for downloads in the history of the podcast. So if you downloaded and listened, I really do appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow to uh, talk about tonight's Penguins game, tee up tomorrow's Penguins game, and uh, see where the Bruins fit in the East Division power rankings. Have a great Monday, friends. Stay awake. After daylight savings, grab that extra coffee if you need to, and uh, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Later.